Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Nick Sports Radio here on NickSports.com on Talk Shoe. I'm your producer, T. Nick. The date is 11-19-2015. I want to thank everybody for listening in to us this Thursday night from 7 to 9. You got me, T. Nick, your producer. You got Kev, the other half, the host, the analyst. What's going on, bro? T. Nick, what up, man? Man, look, man, man, we done got like 15 days of rain now. We get this sunshine, man. I'm trying to enjoy this. It's going to be like this through the weekend. But until then, we're going to sit up here and enjoy some football. We got some college to talk about. These NCAA playoff rankings are in from the committee. And everything is shaping up in the NFL, man. So, man, I'm ready to jump into this, man. What's going on with you, man? Well, you know, man, um, you talked about the storms last night, man. So. They not only knocked our cable out, bro. The storms actually knocked our power out too, man. Well, not power. My bad. Not not um, advanced um, cable and internet. Right. It, man, we rolling with our cable. We doing old school, man. Just sitting and talking to each other, <laughs> talking on the phone, man. Just chopping it up, chopping it up. We go. We gonna start off on a a, a post game show from last week, man. Uh, College, but let's start off with the rankings, though, man. Uh, oh. let me see what we got. We got Alabama. We got LSU's. Uh, Clemson sitting at number one. Alabama at two. Ohio State at three. Notre Dame at four. And Iowa is pulling up a close number five. What's your take on this, bro? Is it right where it need to be, or it should it be shuffled around? I mean, for the time being, um, Oklahoma State six, right? Yes, sir. And Oklahoma seven. That is correct. And Florida's eight. And then yep. we got Michigan State nine. I can roll with that ranking right there. Right, right. But so, T. Nick, the thing I love about this is getting ready to play itself. Yeah, it's go. 
Florida if Florida wins their next three games, they're in. Right. Because that means they beat Alabama. Right. If Iowa wins their next three games, that means they're in because they beat Ohio State or they beat Michigan or they beat Michigan State, one of those three teams. Right. If Oklahoma wins out, they may be in some trouble depending on what happens. But if Oklahoma State wins out, I think they're in. I think if Alabama wins out, they're in. So, like, the top nine teams with the exception of Oklahoma, in my mind, and Notre Dame, they all control their own destiny. Well, can I bring up another scenario, bro? Oh, but of course, T. Nicks. Okay. Let's say, for example, Clemson playing for the ACC championship will probably play North Carolina. North Carolina only got one loss out of conference against South Carolina. When if North Carolina happened to pull it off, will they be able to jump that far? T. Nicks, this is my opinion. I think yes. Because if you beat the number one team in the committee, in the championship, says Clemson is the best team in the country, right? Right. So if you beat number one and you only have one loss, and that was the first game of the season on a game you really could have won, I think you make it into the top four. So they they would jump at that number four spot, and then everybody else slides up. Yeah. So if that. If that was the scenario, Alabama wins the SEC championship. Ohio it will be Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and North Carolina. Wow. And, and some of that, some of that T Knicks now depends on what, in my opinion, what Oklahoma State does. Right. If Oklahoma State goes undefeated, I think they jump a one-loss Notre Dame team. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, I hear a lot of talk about that too, and um, and, and I even though I've been listening to the committee on, on local radio stations, they they say they put a lot of emphasis on defense, but you know what? I think style points got to come into point come to play at some point in time, especially when it's getting down to this. Yeah, that's part of the formula, man. Regardless if they want to say it or not, it is part of the formula. Well, I think that uh, I think uh, that Iowa, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma are just technically breathing down Notre Dame's uh, neck. Uh, a lot of people, some people think that if Notre Dame just went outright, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, that they would actually make it anyway. But you got, like I said, you got Oak State and Oklahoma that significantly beat their respective interconference teams at Baylor and TCU. I think they, the committee might look, take that in consideration and actually jump uh, Oklahoma State would be a more likely candidate to actually joke, to jump Iowa and knock Notre Dame down. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, T-Nix. And, and this is the scenario I explained to you right now. Oklahoma State goes undefeated. That means they beat Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma. Those are three great wins, you know? My concern with Oklahoma, even if they win these next three games, their one loss was to Texas. Notre Dame beat Texas like 31-3. to Right. So 
you can talk about all this other stuff, but then you look at, like, the one team that beat Oklahoma was destroyed by Notre Dame. So that's where I think Notre Dame better hope that Oklahoma wins out because they will both have one loss, and then you can kind of do that head-to-head comparison on that one team. Tech, you know? Right, right. But if Oklahoma State wins out, T-Nix, and they undefeated, man, I don't know how you can put somebody who beat Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma all yeah. three teams you had in the top six at some point right. of the tournament rankings, I don't see how you can put that Notre Dame above that with one loss. I don't care if it was a loss at Clemson. It's still a loss, you know? Right, right. and and, and I, I, it would be hard for the committee. I mean, it would be hard for them to, to, to actually do that. I mean, there's, all, there's two one-loss teams. In the top four, that's Alabama, you know, against uh, Mississippi and then Notre Dame against Clemson. If Oaks, like you said, if Oak State runs the table, uh, you're right. There, there should be no reason why that they should uh, not knock Notre Dame out and have three undefeated teams and one loss team, and they'll probably be all conference winners, Clemson, yep. Alabama, and Ohio State. Yep. So worst case scenario, let's, let's we just playing around with it here on Nick Sports Radio. Let's say Florida beats Alabama. Does Florida get in? If Florida beats Florida State too, <laughs> Florida that's you Florida. Florida. If there are two losses and they lost to Florida State, even if they beat Alabama, I don't think it's enough. Right. Right. But if they're a one loss team and they beat Alabama, they're in for sure in my mind. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But if they lose to Florida State, then when you want to talk about some fun, then that's when you start getting into some fun kind of. Oh, they, they, shoot, they, they, man, a whole lot of people with money bags going to be running up there to the committee, man. Like, hey, 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 we need to get in this. But, uh, I mean, what's going on now these last couple of weeks, this is the week before rivalry week. And the tail of the tape will be laid all on the floor in black and white. And the committee just need to make the right decision on everything. Like you said, you got, we got our rivalry weeks coming up this week. And, uh, you know, most teams are really uh, tuning up before the Rudy Poots. That's what I like to say. Uh, They took tuning up before the Rudy Poots. And, uh, but Ohio State, they're getting into it right right this weekend. They got to play Michigan State. That's probably the biggest game this weekend when it comes to this tournament in the BCS Bowls in the tournament. Uh, but we will get to that later on in a little bit. But, bro, is it anything a little more significant that you want to talk about in the tournament or any games that's coming up this weekend that we're going to talk about that it might – make an impact for rivalry week? Well, it goes like this, T-Nicks. Any of the top nine teams have a good chance of getting there with seven of those nine, with the exception of Oklahoma and Notre Dame, I believe control their own destiny. Right. That's the thing everybody should remember. And, And if we see too much craziness, you could even see a team, like you said, North Carolina pop up in there. So. Right. There could be a chance a team outside of the top ten right now gets into the tournament. So, y'all, don't be too sold on what we see right now. 
because North Carolina has the potential to beat Clemson. Ohio State has the potential to lose all three of their games. And then we know how the Iron Bowl is and then the SEC championship with Alabama. And Notre Dame could still lose to Stanford even though they have two losses. So, y'all don't think it's written in stone right now. It's written in sand for sure. You listen to Nick Sports Radio here on NickSports.com here on TalkShoe. Hey, bro, I'm going to run on a couple of uh, significant games that might interest people, uh, you know, if their team is not out, but they, you know, they still got the love for football. They still want to watch something. Uh, this might be a good game. Number 21 Memphis is playing at Temple and Lincoln Financial Field. That's a 12 o'clock game. Uh, also, you got number 12 Michigan at Penn State. That's 12 o'clock. That's on ABC and ESPN. Uh, let me see. What else? Oh, oh, here's another one. LSU, number 15 LSU will be at Ole Miss. That's a 3.30 game on CBS. 15 and 22. I guess uh, they don't have a they, – they, I guess they're pretty much out of it. Depending yeah. on you – since the conference that they're in. So, you know. They're done. <laughs> and uh, a couple of other games you might want to watch, number 24, USC, at number 23, Oregon. I just want to – you know what? Didn't didn't we pick Oregon and we had USC – well, I had UCLA a, sec, a close second in the Pac-12 this year. But that would be an interesting game to watch. Uh, number uh, – 13, Utah hosts UCLA. That's 3.30 on Fox. Uh, number 20, Northwestern at number 25, Wisconsin. That's a 3.30 game. And then, uh, like I said, you got, uh, let me see, one more, one more. I was looking at it. California at Stanford. That's a 10.30 game. Uh, and that would be on ESPN. And number 18, TCU at number 7, Oklahoma. That's at 8 o'clock on ABC. Yeah, the unfortunate thing about this game, T-Nix, is if TCU wouldn't have had so many injuries this year, right? I just think they'd be in the top four right now, and they wouldn't have lost the game that they lost. So it's unfortunate, but it's the reality that we're in right now, where TCU now is is an underdog, you know? Right. And uh, you just got to look at uh, the way that Oklahoma played this year. I mean, they went into Tennessee and won twenty-one to thirty-four, uh, but they lost to Texas, man, twenty-four to seventeen. But after that, you know, they were in riding high. They went with the Kansas State beating fifty-five, fifty-five to nothing. With the Texas Tech sixty-seven twenty-three, they beat Kansas sixty-two to seven. Iowa State fifty-two sixteen. Baylor forty-four thirty-four. And they got to finish it off with Oak State, man. If that Texas loss didn't creep up on them, they will be in the hunt just as good as Oklahoma. Like you say, it might be even in the top four. Yeah, they would be three right now, and Ohio State would be number four, in my opinion, if they won that game. Right, right. Um, you got number number two Alabama. They're they're taking they're playing Charleston Southern. That's a four o'clock game. Uh, probably wouldn't be worth looking at to after the second half. Uh, number 17, North Carolina at Virginia Tech, uh, which might be a trap game, but uh, I think uh, North Carolina pretty much going to have everything under wraps 
Watch that game, Phoenix. No, your first statement was actually correct. I think what's the danger in that game, T-Nix, we all know Frank Beamer's made the announcement that he's retiring. Right. We know how much emotion, and that dude's been around since the 80s, man. Right. And this is just that one game where it's like our final hurrah to play one of the better teams, and what better way to send our coach off than to upset this team that nobody gives us a chance against. So you call them trap games. Very, no, that, yeah, that is the definition of trap game. Because college football rides so much on emotion. T-Nicks, yeah. and I think that's the last home game for Virginia Tech, too. Right. So, T-Nicks, no, you made the right call on that one, and I give you credit, man. Yeah. North Carolina better come in there ready to play. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, – Here's the, here's the other tale of the tape that we were talking about and being in that top four, number 10, Baylor, goes to number six, Oak, Oak State. How do you think this one going to play out, bro? I mean, is it going to be it, – it, it's quite obvious it's not going to be a defensive game. Baylor is not known for their defense. But, I mean – is this going to be a high-scoring game, or is it going to be down to the whoever got the ball last, or is this going to be, I mean, a lot of trick plays? What's going on? What's your take on this one? The way I look at this game, t Nix, is I look at a team in Baylor that was flying high, rolling, man. Nobody thought they could be beat. And then they lost their starting quarterback. They lost some of that swagger, some of that confidence that they had, you know? Right. And then last week, Oklahoma went into their house and beat them. Oklahoma State hasn't looked impressive too many games except TCU. They were losing by 17 points last week, T-Nix, to Iowa State, man. Right. But with all that being said, Something just is leaning towards that Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game rivalry week to being super important, man. So I got both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State winning this week, man. When we all thought it was going to be Baylor and TCU that was going to divide the um, decide the conference, right. it looks like it's going to be them two Oklahoma teams, in my opinion, T-Nicks. Yeah, it's crazy, Macy, man. I, and, and a lot of people have been talking about this. That Big 12 need to get those two teams so they can have 12 teams so they can really be called the Big 12 for a reason. They need to get two more teams in there because they're going to get shafted again. I mean, and it's a good chance that they can. But it all depends on what Notre Dame is going to do against Boston College this week. I mean, I don't have no issue there, you know. But Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame may have to put some style points on Boston College. Really, I really think they do. They, I think they need to put some style points to stay in that number four spot because, like you said, with this Oak State Oklahoma game, both of those, both of these guys are going to win, and then they're going to play each other next week. And whoever come out of that smoking, Notre Dame don't have a leg to stand on, basically. Because why don't nobody, when you look at it, who want to see Notre Dame and Clemson play again? Clemson already beat them. No, this is what's going to happen to you, Knicks. They're going to find a way to get to Ohio State number one. So basically what they'll say is Ohio State beat three top 
15 teams over the last three weeks. So Ohio State would end the playoffs number one. They make Clemson two and Alabama three, and then have Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, or Notre Dame four. Because their dream matchups, to be honest with you, T. Nick, is Ohio State and Notre Dame in that first round, and then Alabama and Clemson in the second round. I was pretty much preferring uh, uh, Alabama and Notre Dame in the first round and Ohio State play at Clemson. That's what I was figuring. But you know what? I know Chris Carter said on ESPN he does not want to play Alabama in the first round of the playoffs. I don't want to see that game again. I would like to see that game be the national championship game this year. I'm in agreement there. So if somehow all the teams pull through, I would want to see – I would want to see, personally, Ohio State, Clemson, and then Notre Dame, Alabama, like you said, or Oklahoma, Alabama, Oklahoma State, whoever, Alabama. Right. But I think the committee goes for that Midwest, that Ohio State, Notre Dame dream matchup that they always love, and then that ACC, SEC matchup in the other games. That's what I think the committee is going to shoot for if the bricks fall where they're expected to. But right. don't expect to see Ohio State and Alabama in that first game. I can almost guarantee you that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I I got you. I mean they're 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 gonna find out a way to make Ohio State one or Alabama one or something like that. Yep, you got it. And uh, it, it, it just something just to be playing around. We got a couple of more minutes before the break, bro. You had with the the top. The AP, the top twenty five for the AP poll, you got Clemson at number one with thirty four uh voting points. Uh Ohio State at two with twenty three, Alabama at four, and they got Oklahoma State at number four. And Notre Dame and Iowa at six and Oklahoma at seven. This is you know that everybody usually go off of the AP poll and now the the playoff the committee, playoff committee now topples the Associated Press. Is this uh, anything to, 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 to let the AP Associated Press know that they really don't, whatever they say really doesn't matter anymore? I think a lot of the, the listeners, the viewers, the watchers of college football, I think we still respect the AP more than the playoffs at this point. So even right. though the playoffs is what ultimately trumps it, we still truly respect the writers of this country who truly follow college football. So that's the way I look at it. But like you said, eventually when some of us get older and don't matter as much, that's when the AP won't matter as much anymore. But right now I think there's too many people who grew up with the AP poll and it's been in existence for so long that we still ultimately believe in it more than we do the playoff rankings. Got you. Got you. And now, you know, it's probably been a lot of talk around – uh, your water cooler at work, and I know it's been a lot of talk around my water cooler. And there's, you know, by Atlanta being a melting pot, it's people from all over this country. You got you got Clemson fans, South Carolina fans, Alabama fans, Auburn fans, you know, Georgia fans, Georgia Tech fans, and everything. Some of these people during the mid-season, when their team was looking really good, like Georgia Tech. <laughs> was looking really good, and they just really fell off. A lot of people were now saying, we need to go to a 16, or we need to go to an 18 now. 
How much further in the future you think it's going to be before we'll get a I, – I personally, I think it should be an 18 playoff. There's no bye week, no no team, no number one and number two get no bye week. You play along with everybody else. Do you think that will affect the schedule as far as playing 10 games? Uh, will it affect playing smaller schools? Uh, because when you got an 18 system – Really, nine and ten. If you don't make it, they really can't complain about anything. To tell you the truth, yeah. Because I mean, you take the Power Five conference. If the winner and the loser of that of of the championship gets in, only two of those teams won't be able to get in. So can a eight and can a nine and a ten seed actually? be upset and do you know if they don't get get in and how long do you think it's going to be before uh it they should uh expand the playoffs and how many teams you think it should be at its maximum well those like this see Nick, they're on contract to do four teams until 2025 so we know at least until 2025 it's going to be four teams i think they can amend that I don't think they are. They can. I don't think they are. Because play college football, think about it. So if you cut the regular season down to 10 games for 128 teams, just for eight to play an extra game, that's hard to go with. So they're going to keep those 12 regular season games. And adding and trying to convince the NCAA that you can add on an extra game I think it's going to cause concern in terms of the people being student-athletes. So it's going to take them a while to sell eight, but ultimately I don't think it should be any more than eight. Eight is the perfect number in my mind. Right. And maybe in 2015. College players playing up to 16 games now, basically an NFL schedule. Right. There will have to be kind of some changes, (laughs) I would say, um, to the game, but no more than eight teams to Nick. And I say stick with the 12-game schedule. I got you. I got you. And what about the competition? I mean, would you would you still would you beef up your competition because of strength of schedule and maybe cut out one of those teams like a tech, you know, a Louisiana Monroe or somebody like that, and throw somebody like a Notre Dame or a Florida? I mean, this is what I think you do. You got eight or nine conference games. Then you got two or three games where you need to schedule a power five or a, like true competition. And I think you can leave one game where you can still play a Georgia State or you can still play a Louisiana Tech. Somebody that needs that paycheck and that payday to help sustain their football program. Yeah. You don't want to kill off the smaller programs at the cost of better competition. So I'm not saying you play four crappy teams, but you should only be able to play one but you should play that one so they get that million-dollar paycheck to help keep their program afloat. That's the way right. I have to feel about it. And, and then, you know, that you know, then you look at those other teams that a lot of people wouldn't pay any attention to, like Memphis and Houston and, and, and Temple. Hey, maybe one of those teams might be able to be a dark horse and, and, and make the tournament. And they yep. would make conference. Yeah. It's always out there. And don't forget, Navy was spoiling some people out there too this year. Exactly. So that's why I don't want to get rid of the, that small team factor. You still want to have them, 
but I just think you limited to one game a season with them. So Georgia doesn't play at Georgia Southern and also a Citadel. They only play Georgia Southern. Then they play their um, normal game against Georgia Tech. Then right. they would play, say, another game against, like, Oklahoma State. And then a third game might be, like, a, a Florida International or something. So it's a 1A school, but it's a smaller one still. You see what I'm saying? I That's how it. you balance it. That's right, bro. Hey, you listen to Nick Sports Radio here with Tina Producer, Camp the Analyst. When we come back, we will start on NFL post-talk and pre-talk here on Nick Sports Radio. We'll be right back after the break. Are you ready for football season? Make Rosalpi seats at your college and pro home sports bar for your favorite team at 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Dine-in, delivery, carry-out, and catering are available from wings, pasta, calzones, and the famous Chicago deep dish pizza. For more info, call 678-513-1113. Rosalpi Pizza, 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, 
has been the national leader in specialty millwork manufacturing. Whether it's customer radius windows, PVC double-hung windows, casements, shutters, or columns, Precision offers the finest quality in the industry, combined with top-notch customer service. A proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Don't hesitate to contact Precision Millworks when you need products for your home. And be sure to visit our website at millrock.com to see all of the products we have to offer. Jacksonville Jaguar. This is a crazy division, bro. 
the Tennessee Titans are sitting at a horrible two and seven, but they're only two and a half games out of winning the division. Uh, just let you know that's the way the division is. The division is that in the AFC South, and what between these two teams, between Jacksonville. Do you think they still got a chance of pulling it out? And uh, what you think on the matchup for tonight? To me, you know, I, I was on Jacksonville early. I didn't think they would win the division. But I thought they would be better, team. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, which they are better. Um, they still had a chance to beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis, and they right. didn't. And they had the chance to win a couple of other games, but they finally won one T-Knicks against Baltimore that maybe they shouldn't have, you know? So right. I think they built on that momentum, and I think they go ahead and beat Tennessee at home and, and give the fans down there something to um, be excited about, T-Knicks. Yeah, we might have to run down to Jacksonville and get us a bungalow down there, and, you know, somewhere on the field. That's what they do. They get the bungalow, bungalow try to get people down there to go to the game. Well, they keep winning games. They will be full all the time. So, uh, I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you right now. I like Tennessee's defense and everything. They showed something, you know, when we went up there and they played the Falcons up there. And uh, I mean, they held the Falcons to 10 points. They held the Falcons to 10 points, and they were putting pressure on Matt Ryan. And and uh, they were putting – Tennessee has a real, de- a real good defense. Uh, defense, but you know they have fired the head coach and everything, and but it looked like this this interim coach is, is really starting to pick up, and, and these guys look like they're playing a little better. To tell you the truth, but all is said and done, I'm rolling with you, bro. I like Jacksonville in this one tonight, and that's an eight twenty five kick kickoff at Everbanks Field in Jacksonville, Florida. And that, that's going to be on NFL Network tonight. But before we do that, bro, uh, we got to do some post game, man, from last week. Correct? Yeah, we got to do some post game, T Nicks. Okay, we got to do some post game for last. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead. Uh, the Buffalo Bills beat the New York Jets twenty-two to seventeen. Uh, I guess this game could have went either way. I didn't get to watch that game, bro. You, I don't know if you did, but uh, can any of these teams defeat the New England Patriots? I think they can. Do I think they will? I don't. <laughs> but I think if both play their best game and they create some turnovers, I think they can. But I wouldn't put my money on it. Yeah, I got you. But Buffalo, I think what they're in second place in the where the Jets uh well Buffalo is actually in second place after the defeat over the New York Jets. And New England is still riding that uh AFC East undefeated. And uh let's look at let's look at a couple of other games. Uh, Dallas and Tampa. Uh Dallas went down there and played the Tampa Buccaneers. Uh, at home, Tampa beat them ten to six. Is this is this is is a the show what kind of team Tampa is, or this is how much badly Dallas is depleted? Um, I think it shows how feisty Tampa is. 
it wasn't Tampa's best game offensively. We know that. And they very easily could have lost the game, but it shows their growth and their toughness of the fact that they did pull the game out, T-Nix. I think that was huge. Right. So with Dallas, it's just they're on such a losing streak, they're finding different ways to lose. <laughs> well, you know? I mean, well, I mean, they, you know, they, they had, they went without Tony Romo and uh, Dez Bryant, but Tony Romo comes back this week. Uh, but you know, Dez has been back for the last few weeks, man. So they still find ways to lose with him. <laughs> well, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it's just this is just is more significant for the Dallas Cowboys to me to let them know how important a backup quarterback is in this league. And uh, a lot of guys, you know, I done talked with a few cats. They done talked about it. As long as Tony Romo was there, they never had a backup that was significant. I mean, a solid backup quarterback. You know, and uh, I mean, because Dallas cut Brandon Whedon, and he turned around and got picked up in less than 24 hours. Who picked him up? Somebody picked him up. I mean, Dallas cut him, and Brandon Wheaton got a call. Hey, we, we we need a quarterback. I mean, and Dallas has went without so much because the team goes as Tony Romo goes. Yeah, now, true enough, we don't even know who Peyton Manning's backup is until we found out last week. And we didn't, we, we, I really don't. And Galloparo was with Tom Brady's backup. But I think that's a product of the system to keep, protect their quarterbacks. But Houston is in the same deal. Chicago is in the same deal a lot of time. Now, Sam Bradford, he's iffy this week. So why these teams don't put any emphasis on backup quarterbacks like they should, bro? I just don't think it's a lot of good ones, you know? Right. Well, I mean, maybe I'm, five good backup quarterbacks. Five backup good, five backup quarterbacks. Yep, name me five good ones that you would want on your team. That I would want on my team? Uh, I would probably take uh, – well, it depends <sighs> – a backup quarterback. Shoot, man, I that I would have a as a backup. I would actually, uh, but but a lot of this is a product of the system. I would probably take uh, AJ McCarron as a backup for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I mean, he has a pedigree. I'm just looking at his pedigree. He hasn't played much for the Bengals, but you know. That's what you got to look at. I'll take Galloparo as a backup quarterback. But yet again, he is a product of the system. But see, backup quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks for a reason. Exactly. (laughs) They're not good enough to be starters. You got it right there. And basically what I was highlighting with that exercise, T-Nix, is they took a chance on Brandon Wheaton was a first-round pick. You see what I'm saying? Right. He was older, so he was more experienced. So Dallas actually thought they had one of the better backups, but when that person is thrown into the line of fire, <laughs> then you really see what that person's like, and they just found out they got a dud. Right. And Matt Castle, man, you remember what he did in um, New England, and that's your perfect example of, of a system. 
where the system made Matt Castle seem like he was doggone Tom Brady, but when he went to Kansas City, he ended yeah. up being um, Bobby Brady or somebody, you know? Yeah, and Matt Flynn, <laughs> the same way. Flynn was the same way. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 just it's just crazy, man. And then and then and then you got the the quarterback situation up there with Tyrod Taylor and EJ Emanuel. You don't know what you're gonna get. You might get a superstar one week, and you might get oh my god, you might get a guy that don't even need to be on the team the next. So it's it's, it's just I don't know. And and a lot of these guys that that's. I think that's not successful in in these other systems is because you know the team that doesn't even really believe in them. I mean, Cleveland don't went through twenty two quarterbacks when they came back into the league, and for some reason, I understand the loyalty that Chicago has with Jay Cutler, but this man is going on his last leg. They need to draft somebody to take his spot. He doesn't have that long. Tony Romo doesn't have that long. Yeah, now you're right about that one. So put some – it's just like when Holmgren did up there in Green Bay. Hey, we're going to draft Aaron Rodgers. Brett, this is your replacement. And keep him in the system. Aaron had to wait four or five years to get it done, but when he get it done, he was ready. But, oh, well, maybe that's me. Couple of significant games, bro. Detroit goes into Lambeau and beat the Packers. Now, T Nicks, I'm not gonna lie to you, that was the biggest surprise of the weekend by far to me. I right. I did not see this one coming. Right. I didn't see it I didn't see it coming either. And uh and then on the to add on to that, the Minnesota Vikings ended up beating uh the Oakland Raiders, thirty to fourteen. Now they are in control of the NFC North. We knew Minnesota was going to be competitive, but to be sitting at seven and two at this point in the season is unheard of, and they are a force to be reckoned with against a good Oakland team that that I think is up and coming with that trio with uh, Carr, Murray, and Cooper. Uh, no, you're right, and don't forget Crabtree, man, because Crabtree has been balling. Yeah, Crabtree, he's been doing his thing too. I forgot about that. And uh, Minnesota, that it looked like they're, they're, they're it's looked like they're on they're on the upswing right now. And a lot of teams that they're going to play in the next month, they're going to have to be on a P's and Q's about them. Uh, another game, uh, Kansas City. Goes into Mile High and beat Denver. Uh, a lot of people say it. Is this it for Peyton Manning? Or is he just had a bad game? To me, he was injured. So, to me, is he had a bad game. But he's not the Peyton Manning of three years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. I think it's hard for him to do it week after week after week. Got you. But I don't yeah. think he's through, t Nix. I don't. Well, what about you? What you what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's uh well you got I'm looking at his I'm looking at his factors is 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 kryptonite, so to speak. Uh is November is here, it's gonna start getting cold. You we all know that he has problems playing in that type of weather. If he have any ailments now or injuries, 
right now, if he doesn't get them straight by the end, will it add on to his effectiveness for the rest of the team? But as we've been saying all year, this defense is the one been keeping Denver in games. So I think as of now, Denver goes as the defense goes. Because I think Peyton Manning is having with his injuries is giving him limitations of what he can do. Well, you know, Peyton's out this week. So they've right. already declared that with plantar fasciitis in his foot. And Phoenix, I think what they do is they hope they can beat Chicago. They expect to lose to New England next week on Sunday night football. I hate to say it, but I think they do. And they hope they're, they only have three losses and you get Peyton two weeks to rest. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Peyton kind of rises out for the rest of the season. And maybe you might not even stress as much about getting the bye as just winning the division. So I just see some strategy coming into play with his um, – his work this year and, and how they manage that team next. I got you. I understand. And, and you know what? Just to make the playoffs, that's the strategy. And Peyton, and Peyton is one of those quarterbacks that I think we discussed this a couple of weeks ago. If not with you, it was with somebody else. Brady is – Peyton is a type of player where he gets hot, if he takes a week off, that will do something to him. Peyton is the type of quarterback that needs to keep on playing while he's hot where you take somebody like a Tom Brady or maybe an Aaron Rodgers, they can probably take a week off and then come back and start playing after that. So it might work out, you know, and this is going to be a gamble on them. So, but uh, I think it's calculated. It's a calculated risk. Now, a couple more of the games before we uh, jump into the games that's coming up this weekend. Uh, I'm just going to run down a couple of games that we didn't mention, and uh, if you want to jump in, bro, that's cool. Uh, Carolina rolls into Tennessee and wins 27-10. to uh, Chicago beats St. Louis in St. Louis 37-13. Uh, Washington uh, put a 40-burger on New Orleans and beat them 47-14. to Miami And got, got the defensive coordinator fired, T. And got the defensive coordinator fired on top of that. What they they they, they do it in bunches, don't they? Yeah, they uh, do. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins beat the Philadelphia Eagles twenty to nineteen. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, put a thirty burger on Cleveland and beat them thirty to nine. Uh, Jacksonville, like we talked about before, beat Rose in Baltimore and beat them twenty two to twenty. New England beats the Giants. At the end of the game, 27-26, bro, this is the only team that probably could have beat at the New England Patriots this year in regular season. And you know what, t Nick, I'm with you there. It seems um, like you never he, know this team because got, the injuries are mounting against the um, Patriots. Right. So you, got, you lost um, the running back, Deion Lewis, last week, and then this week you lose Junior Edelman. So to lose your number one running back and your number one wide receiver and your two tackles are playing with duct tape or out for the season. Right. You lost certain defenders, man. Eventually it takes a toll, but this was their best chance to lose. So I'm not saying – like I would take them to lose a game, but I can't pick the game right now, you know. <laughs> Got you. Got you. Uh, but this was, this was 
they they played this game in basically Super Bowl fashion, but New England was the one ended up coming up on top this this time. And then uh, Arizona beat Seattle thirty nine to thirty two. Yeah, uh, Arizona Steels still claim their supremacy in the NFC West, and it seems like I guess this is probably going to be one of the games of the week uh, coming up this weekend and for Arizona. Houston goes into Paul Brown Stadium and beat the Cincinnati Bengals 10-6. to uh, It seems like this Houston is uh, Cincinnati's kryptonite for the past few years, and they did it with uh, no Brian Hoyer and T.J. Yates came into the game and did what he was supposed to do. Now, was this about the way Houston played, or was it about how Cincinnati played? It was both. I would lean more towards how Houston played. They put a lot of pressure on um, the Bengals, made them where the plays they had to make were significant. So it's like if you get in the third and long, it's hard to make plays, you know? Right. And they did a good job of forcing that. Now, at the same time, in my opinion, if the Bengals cut down the penalties, then you got less third and longs. So where I'm going with that, T-Nix, is it's one thing to be forced in the third and long by your opponent, you know? It's another thing when you put yourself in third and longs. Right. That small, simple fact, I think, would have changed this game significantly, outside of the drops, because drops are a part of the game. But well, penalties, a lot of penalties are just mental, and the Bengals weren't mentally strong, and Houston was more strong than the Bengals were that night, in my opinion. Gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think it was a whole lot of physical mistakes uh, for the Bengals, uh, Tyler Eifert, I've seen him during the course of the game. He drops three first downs on those third uh, third longs. Uh, and then at the end of the game when A.J. Green had fumbled, you know, on the last drive for the Bengals, uh, I, you know, that was the icebreaker for the whole deal. But uh, – but that's going to be the matchup this week at uh, 8:30. You got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they're playing Sunday night at 8:30. But before we gonna roll, bro, we gonna uh, roll into the break a little early. But uh, before we do, we got a couple. Of, I'm gonna uh, go over some NBA tonight. We got three games tonight. Uh, right now in the first quarter, you got the Sacramento Kings. They're down in Miami. And uh, Miami is winning right now, eight to nine, and uh, you can watch that on uh, live play on NBA, NBA Live Play. Uh, later on tonight, eight o'clock, you got the Milwaukee Bucks uh, playing uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's going to be at eight p.m. on TNT. And then at on TNT later on tonight, ten thirty, you got the Golden State Warriors and the LA Clippers. Clippers uh twelve and zero. The Clippers are six and four, bro. Are they going to? It seems like they're trying to go for the Chicago Bull record. You think they can get it? Who plays tonight? You say? Uh, you Golden State and the Clippers. And where they play at? They playing in. They playing in, uh, at, at, in L.A. They have a rivalry, T Mix. I think it stops tonight. It stops tonight. Woo! But you know what? 
they can only lose what nine games total to beat the record. Yeah, and they got a chance of that with no injuries and you know relatively good health. So they have a chance, but man, I just don't see it happening to Nick. I got you, bro. Hey, you listen to Nick Sports Radio with TJ Caboose and Kev the Analyst. When we come back, we're going to talk about pregame, pregame for the NFL for this weekend and tell you what we think. Uh, bro, you going to cover your jackass or what? Yeah, I got me one, man, and it's outside of sports this time. All right, then. When we we going to do that, uh, maybe not when we come back, but we're going to get it in before the show is over here on Nick Sports Radio. Remember, our sports, your sports, Nick Sports. We'll be right back right after the break. Yes, sir. For the last 26 years, Precision Millwork has been the national leader in specialty millwork manufacturing. Whether it's customer radius windows, PVC double-hung windows, casements, shutters, or columns, Precision offers the finest quality in the industry, combined with top-notch customer service. A proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Don't hesitate to contact Precision Millworks when you need products for your home. And be sure to visit our website at norock.com to see all of the products we have to offer. Like a baby 
I'm your producer, T-Six. We got Kev, the analyst. We are in our second hour of our show. We still talking NFL on this one. Still there, bro? Yeah, T-Nex. All right, man. Before we do, man, I, I, I got something. I, I got I to gotta, I gotta say, man. I got to say. Let it go. Let it rip, T-Nex. Like a right, bad man. part in the middle of the winter. Look, this is my thing. I'm talking about Cam Newton and J.J. Watt. Bro, how long people been celebrating and talking trash in the NFL? Well, man. Since the game been going on, right? Yep. Now, J.J. Watt and Cam Newton get ridiculed for talking trash. Well, J.J. get Watt get ridiculed for talking trash to Andy Dalton, calling the BB rifle or something like that. And then uh, Cam gets ridiculed by some mother in Nashville because Cam, he's up there celebrating and partying in the end zone after he scored a touchdown. 
Let me tell y'all something. Red Rifle and Ma'am from Nashville. These two gentlemen are at the top of their game this year, right now, even as we speak. Don't nobody say nothing when Brett Favre talked junk or when Michael Irvin was talking junk or when Warren Sapp was talking junk or anybody like that because you know why? They backed it up with they play. Red Rival, I love you, but you know what? If you let something like that, if you blow it out of context, maybe you did take it out of context. Maybe the reporter that told you about it blew it out of context. But you know what? You got to let cooler heads prevail and stay on your game. If not, you will continue to play like you did against the Houston Texans. And that 8-0 start won't mean anything at the end of the season. All right, bro. Next, let me give some perspective on both of those. Right. With the Andy Dalton thing, like you said, he popped off because of what a reporter told him, not giving him the entire context of what J.J. Watt said. Once he went back and saw the interview, he was like, yeah, man, I overreacted. What I should have said is I I need to listen to entirely what J.J. Watt says and go from there. So I, I give J, um, Andy Dalton props for kind of saying, hey, I should have handled it different, you know? Right. And that yeah. moment talking about people dancing, shut the hell up. Man, please, come on. Yeah. And, and you know, the, and Dave Damashek was talking about this on the NFL Network. You know she actually wrote Cam Newton a letter, and the, and the letter said, to the effect, you were up there celebrating, acting like a, a spoiled brat dancing and jumping around like you was. So I told my director, I told my daughter to concentrate on the cheerleaders. What do the cheerleaders do? They dance. They jump around. <laughs> I was like, really? Really? Damn it. Yeah, it's about something else, T-Nick. What do yeah. they say, to your point, T-Nick, what do they say when Aaron Rodgers does the um, discount double check? They don't say nothing. I ain't heard nobody say nothing. Not a not a word, not a tap, not a nothing, T Nick. Well, well now all you, of a sudden because Cam wanna dance a little bit, it's an issue. How come you ain't send no letter to Aaron Rodgers? How well, come you ain't send no um letter to all these defensive linemen who get sacks and dance? Yeah, well well, you know, uh I I think uh, a, a former NFL player that's that's on NFL well, not NFL network, I think they on ESPN, they said uh it's because of the paint job. You know, uh, Cam got a different paint job than Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is, T-Nick. Is it the paint job, man? So why why they they getting on Andy? Why they getting on? uh, Yeah, never mind. Never mind. And it's unfortunate because I'm going to tell you like this. It's some white boys that dance too, T-Nick. So I'm going to go ahead and say what it is. And I don't see nothing wrong with if a white boy scores a touchdown, what about Tom Brady? Tom Brady be head-butting the mess out of people, probably giving them concussions and everything. I ain't heard yeah. nobody say nothing about that, and I don't yeah. see nothing wrong with it. Shut up. Man, yeah. so okay. get on my nerves. Yeah. Well, you know what? People are at the game for the wrong reasons anyway, and that's a perfect example. She was just upset because her team would leave losing probably. Yeah, that's what yeah, – that, you need to be mad. You need to write a letter to your team while y'all get y'all butts beat 27 to 10. How about that letter? Well, she probably didn't know the Panthers was undefeated either, so I guess uh, <laughs> that was that – was, 
You know how that goes, bro. Man, no, but you hit them with the perfect one, T. Nix, and I'm glad you hit them with it because they need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just talk about what you know and don't be jumping off the the gun because somebody's showboating on some people that you don't that that supposed to be your team or your boys. Uh, you know, just because they 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 in your town. Sometimes. And look, T. Nix, we go end it on this because you know I could go on. I'm pretty passionate about this, as you can tell. Right, right. If you got a problem with somebody dancing in the end zone when they score, you can watch about a hundred other different things on TV if that's going to change the way your daughter's raised because you see somebody dancing in the end zone. Yeah. You know what? Go watch the Kardashians. Go watch Paint Dry. Go yeah. watch um, the, the River Flow. Watch anything else if you got that big of an issue with that. Man, please, shut yeah. up. Yeah. You know how that go, bro. Yeah, All right. You know? <laughs> All right, <laughs> you calm down while I while I work on the on work on the on, uh, on the NFL, man. We gonna start with these uh, one o'clock games, man. Uh, well, we gotta start with this game tonight, T Nix. As much as we don't want to, because I got a question for you. Okay, let's let's do that. Let's do that. All right, T Nix. It's a fantasy question. So, the number one receiver, Kendall Wright, is out. Right. Number two receiver. Justin Hunter is out for the year. Right. Do you take a chance and you pick up either Harry Douglas or Dorian Green Beckham in this game to think they kind of provide that spark and that surprise? Because somebody got to catch the ball besides Delaney Walker. You and I went to the Titans game, like you said earlier, and we saw how active Delaney was. Right. But somebody else still got to catch the rest of them passes, T. Nick. So. Do you take a chance with one of those two, knowing now that Mariota's back instead of them catching them for Mettenberger? And number two, if you do pick one of them up, would you go with the veteran Harry Douglas or would you go with the size-speed combination of Doyle Green Beckham who may catch that red zone touchdown and get some other targets, man? What's your thoughts on that, T-Nick? Well, well, I'm looking at my league right now, and I'm thinking about picking one of them up. Well, I mean, you got to look at it. I think uh, Harry Douglas would get more by – I'm pretty sure you're in the PPR league. Harry yep. Douglas would probably be good for that if you if you think there's a PPR. I mean, he, if he can get eight catches, seventy nine yards, and well, well, even fifty five yards in the touchdown, compared to Obedell Beckham, one home run hitter, maybe three catches, three catches, uh, eighty eighty yards in the touchdown. I mean, I think it, it'll both wash out because Harry Douglas is a possession receiver and. And Beckham uh, uh, Beckham is a home run hitter, so I mean it just just depends it's how, how, how you want how you you look, you look at it. Personally, I would probably take I would probably take uh, Be- Beckham. I would probably take Beckham because Mariota he right now he's a high risk high reward quarterback. He 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 he's not afraid to take those shots. And T Nix, I tell you one thing: this this dangerous about this game. Jacksonville and Tennessee notoriously play like seventeen to thirteen or nine to twelve. Like they play these weird score games where maybe one touchdown occurs. Right. right. <laughs> so I think I think I'm gonna roll with um. I got Doug Baldwin going against the Forty ers man. So I think I'm right. going to roll with that. But that is something I thought about, and I just wanted to pose that out there because I know some of y'all who may have some people on bye weeks, like an Antonio Brown, 
and you need to take that chance at wide receiver. I'm just telling y'all, consider both of those, and I am with T. Nicks. Give me the person who has a better chance of catching the touchdown, and that's um, Doyle Beckham Green. But right. um, either one of those could be sneaky plays tonight, man, because Delaney yeah. can't catch everything. Well, the, the spread is, is three points. Jack and Will laying down three points. So, I mean, the over-under is, is 42 and a half. Woo. That might be kind of high. But, I you think know, it's high. I go to, yeah. Every time they play, I go with the 110. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's crazy. Well, well, I mean, but like, I mean, like I was talking about earlier, uh, the uh, Jackson, you know, Jacksonville is um, two and seven. Well, I'm sorry, three and six, and Tennessee is two and seven, and this division is still up in the air, man. Regardless of what the Colts and what the Titans are doing, I mean, I'm in the in the in the Texans. I mean these 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 two teams as pitiful as they looking, they they still in the hunt. It's crazy. Yeah, because T next Jacksonville's already lost to New England. You know we know that um, Houston still got to play New England, right? And Indianapolis is without their their quarterback for four games. You know possibly, right? Let Jacksonville win this game, and just like you said, now they got four wins along with Houston. Who play a tough Jets team this week, and then right. Indy has to come here to play the Falcons. Man, next thing you know, at the end of Sunday, if Jacksonville can pull this off, man, they bring some excitement to their city with a wonderful four and ten record. I mean, four and six record tied for first place. Tied for first place. It's crazy, ain't it? crazy. Uh-huh. Woo, moving right along, like you said. And then another Sunday game, like we talked while we were just talking about. The Jets uh, play uh, Houston. That's a 1 o'clock game on CBS. And, bro, you can jump in whenever you want to. Another Sunday clock, sun, Sunday 1 o'clock game, excuse me. Uh, you got Tampa Bay rolling into Philadelphia. Uh, and that will be on Fox. Uh, Denver is going into Chicago. Woo! Oh, man. Man. You... That's one you got to watch because the Bears have been playing a yeah. lot better, T-Nick. Right, right. Uh, but that's, no Peyton Manning team next. I know Brooke Osweiler. Um, I know he has talent, but man, right. I'm, I'm just. Are we predicting the games, or you just go go through them first, and then we go come back and predict them? Uh, we gonna we gonna go back and we we gonna go go through the one o'clock games and come back and predict them. All okay, right, and then you got the sun, another one o'clock game on Fox. You got St. Louis. At Baltimore, and another one o'clock game on Fox. You have uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the Miami Dolphins, and uh, another Sunday game, one on Fox. Washington at Carolina. Okay, bro, let's start with this Washington Carolina. Uh, out of conference, Carolina. Quite obvious, the big dog in the NFC right now. Washington, uh, they're in a bit of turmoil, whatever was going on with them. I don't see any change with Carolina uh, beating Washington, uh, and they're going to go ahead and keep doing what they what they need to be doing. Uh, the Panthers are favorite uh, eight and a half points over under 45. I think Carolina will score probably 45 on their own. 
in this game. Well, I tell you like this, T. Knicks. Um, Washington's won a couple of games lately. You know, they put it down on New Orleans, right. and they had that nice comeback against Tampa. I think they keep it competitive, but I think Carolina goes ahead and pulls this game on out, T. Knicks. I got you. And I, and I think they will cover the spread. Okay, the other 1 o'clock game, you got Dallas rolling into Miami. Tony Romo will be back. That's it, a 1 o'clock on Fox. Uh, I guess it depends on how rusty Tony Romo is going to be and uh, if they can keep him upright. I think Miami, with their front seven, uh, if they can keep penalties down and just keep pressure on Romo and just keep giving them happy feet, you know what? I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna take Miami at home on this one against Dallas. I don't think Tony Romo's gonna be ready, bro. Well, I'll tell you like this: Tony, Tony Romo not ready is better than the crap they done tried out there the last seven weeks, T man. Oh, oh yeah, you absolutely right. And they've almost won every game that he's been out. They found creative ways to lose every game, and I just think the magic and the mystique of Romo, man. Actually, go ahead and bring them a W and get some of the three wins. Oh, okay. Well, we can roll with that. I'm going to take a little bit of a surprise, man. I'm going to roll with my boy Romo. Okay. That's I wouldn't play him in fantasy, and I don't think it's going to be a pretty game, but I just think he he does one of those Romo moves where he pulls out the spin move and finds Dennis Bryant in the back of the end zone or something, man. And just they just they I think it's an ugly win, but I think they get it. Yeah. I got you. I got you. And, like, again, that's a 1 o'clock game on Fox. Uh, you got St. Louis rolling into Baltimore. St. Louis 4-5, and five, Baltimore 2-7. and seven. You think uh, Baltimore can they, you know, come back and bounce back from this one? I, th- I think it's going to be a deep – I think it's going to be somewhat of a defensive game. But uh, I guess it depends on if Sam Bradford is going to play or not. Oh, well, you know, Nick Foles got benched for um, St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nick Foles. I'm sorry, I guess still got him, and he's in Philadelphia. But yeah, I still got. So he uh, might as well be because they both, neither one of them, starting for their teams this week, so it really don't matter. Yeah, that's what's up. But you know what? I think Baltimore. Uh, I think they. Uh, they. I think they'll go ahead and they, they, they'll edge this one out against uh, St. Louis. Uh, at BB and P Stadium. Uh, the spread is only two and a half points, and uh, the over and under is forty-one. Uh, Ty Gurley and Justin Forsett. I think, yes. Please start these two if you got them in your fantasy league. These two cats, Ty Gurley is, yeah. Like both of them, two Knicks. You know, and Gurley, man, you just can't sit him. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the hotter running backs, up and coming running backs. And uh, I, you know, both of these defenses are having issues right now, but I think, I think both of these guys will still get their thing in. So I'm taking Baltimore on this one. Okay, the other one o'clock game on CBS: uh, Tampa at Philadelphia. Both teams are four and five. Tampa is pretty much out of the playoffs. Right now, Philadelphia still has a fighting chance. I think uh, Philadelphia will edge this one out. 
Um, the spread is seven, and the over-under is 45. Who you think is going to be the X factor in this game, bro? Um, for the X factor, I think in a negative way will be Mark Sanchez because we know um, Sam Bradford's probably not going to play. So just like last week, T Knicks, they had a chance to beat Miami, and um, Sanchez threw an interception in the end zone, and ultimately they could never get in scoring range again. I just see Sanchez making that one play that makes you scratch your head. And right. ultimately, that, that gets Tampa to win, man. Yeah, Tampa to win. Oh, yeah. All right. We got another 1 o'clock game. Uh, Denver at Chicago. Let's go ahead and just jump into this one, man. I would, I would say I would say Denver. But is this – I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stick with my first mind. This is an even game. The over under is forty one. I'm gonna go ahead and take. I'm gonna go ahead and take. I'm gonna go ahead and take Denver, even though the markets wears out. Peyton Manning will be out. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Owen Daines are questionable. But uh, and then then you look then you looking at the Bears. You know Matt Forte. Right as of now, Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, and Eddie Wall. All those guys are questionable. You know they got three three more days to figure out what they're gonna do with them, but I'm pretty sure Jeffries and Forte is gonna play. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm 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 gonna stick with uh with Chicago. They they gonna they gonna pull out an upset. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Chicago man at home. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean you could hear from my tone earlier. I'm going Chicago because even if Forte doesn't play, Langford has been playing terrifically the last couple of days at running back. Right, Butler. Under Gase and John Fox, who you and our teammates both know, John Fox is an excellent coach. Right. He's going to get the best out of his team. So even if he doesn't have the talent, which we know Chicago is lacking, we know that John Fox was going to get the most out of his players, which he is doing. And then he plays the team that fired him when he got them to the playoffs last year, teammates. Yeah. They play him at home with no Peyton Manning. And who knows Denver's how to – how to break up Denver, who knows their personnel better than the person who coached them last year? Perfectly see it. Perfectly see it. So this is one where, like, if I was in Vegas, um, you said it's an even game, right? It's even, yeah. Yeah, I would take Chicago in this game regardless of Forte playing or not. But if Forte plays, that would make me even more confident. Right, right. Uh, well, another 1 o'clock game, the Jets in Houston. Uh, Houston – Obviously, coming off a win against Cincinnati, uh, the Jets—they're uh, still in the hunt for for even a wild card. So is Houston. Uh, I understand that uh, Brian Hoyer may not play; they might sit him out. Let me check on his status. Uh, but do you think that Houston can take this momentum and keep playing? Like the way they like they did like they did the past week. I think they can, but the thing I the Jets they played on Thursday night, Knicks. So they got that ten day break, and Houston, regardless, they played on Monday night, and I know they're just coming off a bye, and they have a little bit more confidence. But now you know TJ Yates is probably the starting quarterback, Knicks. Right. 
I just I, I'm taking the Jets on this one, even though they're on the road. Yeah, you got to because I'm actually looking at uh, the Jets defense. I think they're a little bit better and more well equipped for uh, the Houston defense. Even though Houston defense held a team to six points and, and, and you know, uh, undefeated team to six points and still won. Uh, but I think, uh, like you said, I think they will go in there and uh, take care of their business. And the New York Jets will probably edge this one out by maybe two or three points. Uh, the other one o'clock game, you got Oakland rolling into Detroit. Detroit is coming off a high win against the Packers. Do they continue to keep this rolling against the young guns of the Oakland Raiders? Ooh, Phoenix. I really like Oakland, but they disappointed me last week. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. But uh, where'd you say the game was at? It is in Detroit. It's in Motor City. Oh, you know what, man? I'm riding, man. I'm a believer in Oakland, man. So give me Oakland to to, to win the game on the road, T. Nicks, man. I'm I'm rolling I, with the Raiders, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a roll. I'm a roll with them too, man. Because uh, the injury report: Latavius Murray and Mark Cooper, all of them are probable, so they're more than likely going to play. Calvin Johnson is down to questionable. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. It just depends on if the – but the Lions, you know, they're pretty much out of it, bro. They were out of it last week, teenagers, but they pulled it out again in Green Bay, you know? Yeah, but I don't think – they don't have enough momentum to even do that, to actually compete. You know, and, and, and it's hard. Now, I don't think they will be up for the Raiders either. They won't be up for them. So I'm, I'm I'm rolling with you. I'm taking the Oakland Raiders. And uh, the other 1 o'clock game, and I forgot to mention earlier, and we're going to hit this one before we go to break. We got the Indianapolis Colts at 4 and 5. This is a 1 o'clock game on CBS rolling into the Georgia Dome to play the Atlanta Falcons at 6, to, six and 3. The Atlanta Falcons are coming off of the bye week, licking their wounds, especially the defense. Uh, they dropped their last four, uh, three out of their four games before the break. Uh, did they need this break? Will it help them, bro? And will they get back in into this fight for the playoffs? I think it helps them, T. Nixon. I think the Falcons pull off the win at home, man. No Andrew Luck, which right. I'm not saying Hasselbeck's not a capable backup, man. But, T. Nixon, I just think the Falcons needed that break after getting embarrassed out at San Francisco. And they go ahead and pull off the W here at the Dome by getting the ball to the man, Devontae Freeman, instead of getting too cute. Are they going to go ahead and they, they – um, you know what, Devontae Freeman, uh, I, 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 was really, uh, I was really upset that they didn't utilize him as much as I, I, I thought that they would, you know? I'm but, what's that? I said, I'm with you, man. You got a beast back there. It was balling out in four weeks. Then all of a sudden, y'all start trying to be slick at the mouth and, and play a different game. Nah, man, get back to it. I know, man. Well, that that's a one o'clock kickoff, man. And then when we come back, we're gonna go ahead and hit the four o'clock the, the four o'clock games, uh, Sunday night game, and then Monday night. You're listening to Nick Sports Radio here on NickSports.com. 
You're on Talk Shoes. Remember, our sports, your sports, mixed sports here with T. Nick and Medusa, Cam the Animals. We'll be right back after the break and check out. Yes, sir. For the last 26 years, Precision Millwork has been the national leader in specialty millwork manufacturing. Whether it's customer radius windows, PVC double-hung windows, casements, shutters, or columns, Precision offers the finest quality in the industry, combined with top-notch customer service. A proud sponsor of Nick Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. Don't hesitate to contact Precision Millworks when you need products for your home. And be sure to visit our website at norock.com to see all of the products we have to offer.
Are you ready for football season? Make Rosalpia seats at your college and pro home sports bar for your favorite team at 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Dine-in, delivery, carry-out, and catering are available from wings, pasta, call zones, and your famous Chicago deep dish pizza. For more info, call 678-513-1113. Rosalpia Pizza, 415 Peachtree Parkway in Cumming, Georgia. Proud sponsor of Mixed Sports Radio in Atlanta, Georgia. for listening to us from 7 to 9 here on Thursday night. And please join in next week from 7 to 9 when we will talk more NFL, NCAA, and NBA basketball. You feel the bro? You know it, T-Nicks. Yeah. Well, you know what's going on now. T-Nicks. This one, I guess I could try to make it sports-related, but you know what? I'm too lazy to do that. You know why? Right. We talking about Mr. Five-Hour Footlong. Yeah. I don't give a damn what his last name is. We talking about the man who was locked up for 15 years in child pornography. Yeah. Oh, Dave. That's my jackass. It's like... He's getting a little bit of trouble for regular porn, man. Right. Kitty porn, man, is, is disturbing, man. Come on, y'all. And, and what he was doing with the kids, it's one thing to watch it, T-Nick. Okay. That's nasty in itself. But then you fly off and you pay people to sleep with these young kids. And you send an email or a text talking about the younger, the better. While you're married, dude, that's sick, man. Yeah, man. It, it, it's, and, and you know what? With... with more policing of this type of stuff because you know it's a real big thing uh, in Atlanta about human trafficking. And uh, this stuff is is some common stuff, man. It's, and it's crazy, man. And it, it, it just let let it let let you think about, man, where where has our society went to? You know, and it's it's crazy, man. Well, you know what, T. Nix, the worst part is our society's always been there. But now, at least we're starting to catch some of these these monsters, man. It's well, one thing. I'm sorry, T. Nix. It's one thing to mess with a grown person who has the ability to say, you know what, Jared, I'm going to charge you $500 for sex. Right. But for you to mess with these kids who, who 
who rely on adults to make good decisions for them. And like you said, they're just put in these horrible positions, these horrible conditions, man. If you right. take advantage of that, man, I'm glad you got 15 years. That's one of the worst crimes in the world to me, T-Nick. Right, because and, that, they can't defend themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, my jackass of the week. Sorry, y'all, I had to go a little bit outside of the sports world. But, um, Jared, man, I hope you learned your lesson. I don't want your life to be over. So I'm not saying that you should just give up. Get better and, and do something better from this situation, man. But right now, you my jackass of the week for doing that mess. Right. Might make the Hall of Fame for that. Hey, we're back to the sports radio, man. Let 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 Kev calm down. But uh, yeah, we've been talking about the NFL. We're going to finish this show up. We're talking about our four o'clock the games. Uh, but give you update. Uh, Jacksonville uh is losing three to nothing to Tennessee. To Tennessee right now is with nine oh six left in the first quarter. Uh. The game is pretty much starting off like we pretty much thought it would, bro. But uh, let's go ahead and move into these uh, 4 o'clock games. We well, hold on, have... T-Niz. Before we move into those 4 o'clock games, I'm going to ask you one thing real quick. Go ahead. Did you get you a patty pie, man? Did you get one of them patty lapel sweet sweet No, I, I, I didn't get one, but I've seen, I seen the dude on, on YouTube that posted the stuff, man, or Facebook, whatever it is, and uh, – Dude was going bonkers over that pie, man. Talking about the big dude who was singing? Yeah, I don't know if he was doing that on purpose or that what he was really feeling about that pie, but, you know, I, I kind of want to go get one. Shoot, see what's going on with it. You better go on eBay and get them, man, because they sold out, T-Nicks. Yeah, I heard that, man. I was watching a, a TMZ or something, and uh, they wasn't talking about uh, – People were calling Walmart, and they actually put a message on all the Walmarts. They said, well, we are out of pat- patty pies or something like that. I'm like, dang, they going like that? Yeah, boy, them black folks getting ready for that, boy. Look, some, you know, look, you know, you got the auntie or that uncle that can't cook, man, so they went and bought a patty pie, and they're going to yeah. freeze it. Then they go cook it a little bit, and then a week from today, T-Nicks, they're going to be eating that patty pie, acting like, yeah, I got this new recipe. Yeah, you got oh. a new recipe, all right. Well, I think somebody at the at the uh, family Thanksgiving probably done already tried one. They be like, dude, that tastes like a patty pie to me. So they, exactly. you know, they you know, family members don't care about buzzing each other out sometimes. You know, oh, it's required, especially look if you the other cook in the family. Yeah. Oh, you want to bust out that other auntie who thinks she done brought out the um, the phone, the ha ha. Right. Like, nah, dog. I got you. That's patty pie. You ain't got no new recipe. You know what, bro? I'm up here in Cumming, Georgia. I might have to run up to Walmart and Dawsonville. Them people might not know about the patty pies up there. I probably can find a couple of them sitting on the shelf over there in the deli section. You know what, T. Nix? If you get one, man, let me know. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm put it. I'm gonna put it to use, bro. Hey, you I, know what, T. Nix? I'm gonna see you next week for Thanksgiving. Of course, you know the family always get together, man. So. Yeah, if yeah. you find a patty pie too, hold them off to the sides. We go put them things beside cousin Mary's sweet potato pie. So we gonna see if we can really know what's going on, T Nick. All right, we go. We gonna do that. But you gonna say you cut them? Nah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell cousin Lamar. I'm gonna be like Lamar, just put them out randomly. So Lamar, mm-hmm. you the only person that know which is which, and we right. just go taste both pies and see if we can tell which one is patty pie, and we gonna tell if we can tell which one is Mary pie. 
Okay, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and put that in effect tomorrow, man. I'm gonna see what I can do, man. I got a lot of stuff to do this weekend. Right, bro. Let's go ahead. Yeah, we we up there playing it here on the on the weekend. Uh, bro, I guess we won't be doing the show next week unless we do an early one, will we? Nah, man. We go we go spend you know it's family day, man. Thanksgiving is the time for giving thanks. So we go ride on off into the sunset next week and just y'all enjoy the three games. We'll post some extra stuff on Facebook so y'all still get the content from us. But yeah, right. we go enjoy um, some football and some food and some family next week, man. Yeah, we're the only radio station that can take a day off because you know why? It's our station. That's what's up. Uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and roll, man. Uh, 425 games. We're going to go ahead and talk about it and get the predictions. Uh, this is probably uh, one of the probably the one of the best games of this weekend at 425 on Fox. You got the Green Bay Packers at Minnesota. Bro, is this is the for the NFC North, man, to take control of it. Uh, it is an evenly matched game. It's an evenly matched game over under 44 and a half. Uh, injuries for Green Bay. Uh, Clay, Clay, uh, Clay Matthews is questionable. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is probable. T.Y. Montgomery is questionable, and Eddie Lacy is probable. Well, as long as Rodgers and Lacy in there, uh, Green Bay got a real good chance. And everybody on uh, Minnesota's roster is probable: Sharif Floyd, uh, uh, Linville Joseph, Teddy Bridgewater, Adrian Peterson, and Edric Kendricks. Who you like in this one? Green Green Bay at six and three, and Minnesota at seven and two. The Packers take control over this game. How many games in a row the Packers have lost two next? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Three in a row. They lost their last three two next. Yeah, they lost three. In a row. An embarrassing game to Detroit. But Minnesota's you know, coming for the king of the hill, man. Well, yeah, but you know they 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 played two of the better teams. Green Bay had played two of the better teams in the league before Detroit. Now with Carolina and Denver, and they were at Carolina and Denver. So you know maybe they took a toll with those two defenses that Carolina and Denver had, and they just beat them down for them for Detroit. I think that's played a pretty good part in it too. Phoenix, I think everybody's going with Minnesota, saying, "Hey, they're the new upstart. They're gonna win." I'm not saying Minnesota don't win the division, but something tells me the old guard ain't going to let up that easy, and they're going to be embarrassed from last week, man. Right. And I just think the division's going to end up being tied after this weekend. I think Green Bay's going to win a, an exciting, solid football game. Right. Well, so I'm, rolling with, I'm rolling with them Packers, man. To pull out, what's the, you see the spread in that game? It's even. Yeah. I'm, I'm rolling with Green Bay, man. The pack is back, man. The pack is back. And you know what? I'm taking Green Bay, too, because too many people. I mean, and uh, the matchup, I mean, 50.5% got Green Bay winning and 491 got got Minnesota winning. But you know what? If it's that close, I would take Aaron Rodgers over Teddy Bridgewater any day. I ain't fault you for that one, bro. All right, all right. Another game, four twenty-five. That's the only second game for the e- for the afternoon. Uh, you got San Francisco at Seattle. 
San Francisco at three and six. Seattle at four and five. San Francisco took care uh took care of their business. Uh well actually uh San Francisco yeah, they beat Atlanta. Uh and uh now they're coming off a of bye week and now they're playing Seattle. Arizona had lost uh Seattle had lost last week to Arizona thirty nine to thirty two. Uh they're playing in Seattle. It's quite obvious they're not they're beatable at home. Uh woo. this is crazy. You know what? I'm gonna take Seattle at home, man. I think they're gonna try to redeem themselves on this one. Yeah, Phoenix, uh, one of the keys, you know how you said they're beatable at home? Right. Off a close game at home to Carolina, who was the best team in the NFC. Right. And then they lost a close game to Arizona where they was up in the fourth quarter, who, would you disagree in saying that they're the second best team in the division right now, in the conference? Who, Seattle? No, Arizona. Uh. Yeah, I can I can clearly say that behind Carolina, yeah, they're clearly second best team. And um, San Francisco might be the second worst, so that's why I'm rolling right. with Seattle. I mean, yeah, I mean, you just look at their injuries. I mean, I mean, with Reggie Bush, Carlos Hyde, Anquan Bowden, Navarro Bowman, you know, uh, all those guys are questionable. Reggie Bush is on injury reserve, so I mean. San Francisco is pretty much depleted in uh, Kaepernick. I mean, he's not starting anymore. Uh, seems like they they might be shipping him off at the end of the season. Depends on how uh, how that money is going to pan out for him. Uh, long as long as B Smoke can still play, Seattle, Seattle always have a chance, bro. But I'm gonna take Seattle at home, and uh, the spread is. Uh, Seattle's all, uh, favored by 13 and a half and uh, over and under 39. That's a lot of points. I, yeah, that is a lot of points. I don't I don't think uh, Seattle will cover it, but uh, I got them winning the game. I'm right there with you too, Nick. I got you. All right, and another, we got a 4-5 game. Uh, we got Kansas City at San Diego. Uh, San Diego... There, Philip River has not become the quarterback he usually become in November. Two weeks has passed, and uh, San Diego done lost five straight. Kansas City done won their last three against decent opponents: Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Denver. I think Kansas City will continue to roll. And uh, the over and under, I don't, ooh, that's crazy. The Chargers are getting three points at home. And the over and under is 44 and a half. I take, I lay the points with Kansas City. And uh, I take the over in this one. And uh, and with the San Diego Chargers, I mean, with injuries with Malcolm Floyd, Ladarius Green, Antonio Gates, Hey, that's half of your receiving core sitting right there. You know, more practically more than half of your wide receiving core sitting on, you know, in in, in the injury list. So I don't think Philip Rivers is going to have enough firepower 
for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. What you got, bro, on your take? T-Nix, when you said 44-and-a-half, I was thinking 52-and-a-half. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, so I'm with you 100%. I'm going to over. And we keep, we always, you and I, we're, we're pretty familiar with San Diego for them not to be our team. Right. We always talk about that second-half push that they're going to make. Right. I just don't see it this year either. I just think there's too many injuries mounting up. And I think Kansas City is a hot team that views themselves Hey, Denver has to play New England still. Denver still has to play the Bengals, who we've already played. Right. Has to play the Steelers, who we've already played. We got a chance to actually win this division because we just beat them head-to-head. So now we're one-to-one instead of Denver having a season sweep. So I think we've got a confident Kansas City team who said, hey, we started off, we lost to the Bengals, the Broncos, the Packers, three of the last five teams to lose. Right. So I'm with you. I think the Chiefs view themselves as contenders in the playoff race, and I think they go over to San Diego and, and pull off a tough win. Yeah, and they and they are contenders. They are contenders. I mean, ugh, well, I'm up here trying to pull this up, but looking at looking at uh, what you talking about, what you just said, the playoffs, uh, Kansas City still got a real good chance. They got a real good chance to to. Uh, to get in this thing and, and and make a wild card, and that's what a lot of people, that's what, lot, that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Oh yeah, by the way, I forgot to tell you, bro. If if anybody want to watch the game, I mean, it's, it's, they're actually airing it on NFL Network, the Titans and the, and the Jaguar Jaguars game. But uh, but right now you're looking at it. The, the Chiefs right now are the number eight seed. In the AFC, behind the Jets. Now those, so those are the two teams on the outside looking in. So I mean, the Chiefs got it, and the Raiders are right behind it, right behind them. So I mean, the Chiefs got an excellent chance. There's a lot of football to be played on this. So, well, we gonna wait and see. We gonna wait and see, bro. Uh, our eight o'clock game, man. We got uh. Woo, got the Cincinnati Bengals at the eight one Bengals going to the seven and two Arizona Cardinals. This might be another game. I don't know. Which one will be a game of the week? The Minnesota Green Bay game or the Cincinnati uh Arizona game, bro? I the game of the week to me is the rivalry, which is Minnesota and Green Bay. Right. Because you have that unexpected factor of the Vikings being the upstarts and hey. We're here to take the bullies out. We're here to take the division winner the last three or four years out right. and and really get a two-game lead. Not to say the Bengals-Cardinals game won't be competitive. I think it will. It just won't have that rivalry feel to it like, like that divisional play where Green Bay is like, no, we can't lose this game because if we lose this game, we're two games back. Right. So I would choose the game of the week to be the Vikings and the Packers. But don't discount the Bengals and the Arizona game for to be some very good football. Right. Well, I mean, uh, just due to tell the tape of this, you know, uh, preparing uh, Andy Dalton and the former Bengal Carson Palmer. Uh, Andy Dalton is at twenty-two thousand over two thousand twenty-four hundred yards, and Carson Palmer is over twenty-seven hundred yards. Uh, Andy Dalton has eighteen TDs and five interceptions, where Carson Palmer has twenty-three. 
touchdowns and seven interceptions, which is, you know, it's pretty, it evens out. It evens out. But this is one of uh, the bigger bigger questions that I had. I have. Giovanni Bernard is, is, is the leading rusher for the Bengals with 547 yards and two touchdowns. And, and uh, Chris Johnson for the Cardinals is at 734 with three TDs. Uh, Jeremy Hill starts the game, but Giovanni Bernard is getting all the touches. What's going on with that, bro? To me, Jeremy Hill looks tentative. So with the Bengals blocking scheme, you have to trust that the holes going to develop, and that's what he did last year. He right. trusted that the holes were going to develop. This year, it's like he heard all the hype in the offseason. Oh, you're my number one fantasy back. I need you to score 14 touchdowns and have 1,200 yards, you right. know. And the way you get that is the way you ran last year, which is trusting your offensive line. Sometimes you may only get one yard, T-Nix, or sometimes you might lose a yard. But you keep running where that hole's going to be, and eventually the line's going to give you the hole there. And then those one to two yards in the first half become three, four in the second quarter. Then they pop off to them 12 to 14-yard runs in that fourth quarter, you know? And then half the time he was – and then the part of the time he was making holes himself. Himself. There you go. That's what That was going to be my finish-up statement to you next. Uh, yeah. Man, you know what? I'm running, I make one person miss, and I keep going forward, and I get seven yards instead of two yards. Right. And I just don't see that out of him so far this year, T-Nex. Not saying it can't come. I think it's still there. I just think he's trying too hard instead of trusting the game. Right, right. And, uh, well, the spread on this one, bro, uh, Arizona is laying five points, and the over and under is 48 and a half. Now, uh, I don't know uh, – what these two teams' defenses are ranked, but uh, you think forty-eight and a half might be a little too high? I think it is because I mean the Bengals have given up I think ten, 10 points the last three games to Nick, and I know okay. Big Ben was just coming back off an of injury, but that's still Big Ben hold him to ten points on the road. Right. <laughs> In his house. Yeah, and Arizona's the top five defense, and I think they can hold the Bengals also. So I think that's a high point spread in my mind. Yeah, I kind of like the I like the under in that. I like that. So the tail of the tape, who you taking? Who you taking in the in this game? You and I have been talking about kind of the predictions for the league and what they've been doing, is saying this would be the first loss for the Bengals. I was prepared to pick the Bengals to go ahead and you know. I'm mainly a homer, but I was prepared to pick them to lose this game before. Right. I think, Phoenix. we know how the Bengals typically work is when everybody's against them, that's when they show up and they actually pull out the W. Exactly. So I think if they would have beat, like, Houston, like, 13-10 last week or something, you know, then yeah. I, I hate to say what I would have did, but I probably would have took them to lose this game. But I think with them losing that last game and having that extra motivation that everybody thinking Andy Dalton is the old Andy Dalton and the Bengals right. go lose in the first round of the playoffs and they keep hearing that same story, I just think it's gonna piss them off. And I think they're actually gonna pull the upset this week, T Nick. Yeah, and then them playing Carson Palmer again. I think that will probably up the Andy a little bit. Yeah, and Carson's gonna wanna throw a couple of touchdowns or something. He's gonna wanna take those chances to make the Bengals look bad. All right, yeah. Pac-Man Jones is going to make that play, or Reggie Nelson, or, or Kirk Patrick, or Sean Williams, or Ioka. 
Like somebody's like, gonna make him pay for one of those decisions when he tries to show out. Yeah, I got you. And uh, let's go here. I'm gonna run down the injury report. Ray Maluga for the Bengals is probable as of now. Uh, yesterday, Vontez Burfett and Adam Jones were questionable. Uh, and on uh, Alec Alec Okafor, linebacker is probable. J.J. Nelson, wide receiver, is day to day. Larry Fitzgerald yesterday was probable. John Brown uh, was questionable. And Michael Floyd was questionable yesterday due to the Arizona Cardinals reports, bro. Okay, Monday night game, uh, eight, uh, 8.30, ESPN, Buffalo at New England. Let's go ahead and make it quick. I think this is pretty much no-brainer, bro. Um, I'm with you, Nicks. I just really think that the Patriots um, got their scare last week, got their good game. I just think Buffalo better watch out. Rex Ryan, you better pull every book out, the trick out the book, man, because – Bill Bell checking them on play, and they got, I believe they are also going to continue their reign in the AFC conference. And uh, it seems like let me see, the Patriots are favored by eight. Uh, Tyrod Taylor versus Tom Brady. That doesn't even sound uh, very promising for the Buffalo Bills right now. But uh, just like you said, you got uh, Julian Edelman is out, and uh, that make make a factor. But you know what? When you play for the Patriots, you are a, a product of the system, regardless of your man up. Man up. All right, oh, bro. Um, I changed my Warriors pick. The Warriors are probably going to win tonight because Chris Paul ain't playing. Chris, oh, oh yeah, that, that that's 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 twenty five thirty points right there. I got you, bro. Hey man, it was a good one, man. Uh, we gonna be out next week, y'all. So just catch us right after Thanksgiving on Thursday. Hey, you're listening to Nick Sports. I just want to thank everybody for listening to Nick Sports here on Nick Sports Radio here on Talk Shoot. Hey, and when we come back after the holidays, man, we're gonna we're gonna be a whole lot closer to defining what this tournament is gonna be looking like in NCAA and how the playoff picture in the NFL is gonna be shaping up. And then we're gonna slowly but surely move ourselves into NBA and all kind of other sports. Heck, we might even do a little hockey too. Bro, it's been a good one, man. As always, King Nick. All right, man, I'm going to check you out, man. I'm going to hit you up later on this weekend, and then, uh, man, I'm going to catch up with you, and we're going to hit some turkey and all that other good stuff that we like to eat. So, I doubt t and we ready to roll. That's it, man. I, hey, remember, our sports, your sports, Nick's sports. Just want to thank everybody for listening to us tonight. Y'all have a good and safe and blessed holiday here at Nick Sports Radio.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.